0: Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. Torah isn't education, it's transformation. This is Chai Chinuch with Rabbi G. 101.9 FM, Chai Chinuch Rabbi G. We are back, as we do every Monday between 2 to 3, where we discuss education, Chinuch, how to influence ourselves, how to influence our communities, how to make the world the place we want to live in and just, you know, be all targeted together and very focused on achieving the society, world and place we want to live in and grow with. I'm going to skip quite a bit of the normal introduction that I do this week for one reason. As many of you know, that before the show, every day, every week, before the show, you are able to get a. If you are registered with our WhatsApp group, you will get to know ahead of time who is going to be today in the show and what is the topic. Quite a, and I am you know, used to getting some interesting feedback before uh, guests come on today on the show, and uh, it's quite limited people come in and listen and not necessarily have to comment to me directly before the show. Sometimes there'll be a topic that will trigger the interest of parents, and I'll see quite a few parents commenting on. Sometimes there'll be a topic that will interest some educators, and sometimes therapists. Not today. Today, when the message about the topic and the guests came out, um, I got quite a bit of responses, and I'd say from everybody, parents, educators, therapist everybody's very interested in this topic which is what we said we're going to be talking about the impact of underage vaping and smoking actually i would love to talk also about the impact of overage i don't know if there is such a thing overage but definitely not under maybe the opposite of underage uh almost like from saying underage vaping as we're saying that. If you are 18, then we're all good. So I think we need to talk about all of that and hear what that means for us. And I do have today in the discussion the top professionals uh, on this discussion from a medical point of view and from a legal point of view. So on the one hand, I have here Dr. Anton Mayberg. Dr. Mayberg is a specialist in physician and fulminologist and definitely the right person to discuss the topic. And on the other side, we have the legal side of things for underages, responsibility of parents, of schools, of people around the children. We have Rob... Uh Rob Hurston Her, I know I'm going to get stuck with your surname, even though he's a great presenter on this radio here, for presenter for Dear Parliament. Uh, so Rob uh, Hergston, I'm going to get this by the end of the show, is a co-founder of AUTA and definitely the a, the professional from the legal side of things to discuss. Just as we start a bit about your work and, your, and who you are, Dr. Anton Mayberg. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Good afternoon, Rabbi. Thank you very much for having me on your show.
0: Okay, just a word about the work you do around um, vaping, smoking. Obviously, you're a doctor, and this has to do with it.
1: So, yeah, I think it is very relevant to the work that I do being a pulmonologist to deal with lungs. We deal with all conditions that are related to lungs, and being a physician, you not only deal with lungs, but you deal with the whole body. So as we know, and as I'll bring to your attention, vaping doesn't just affect the lungs, it affects the whole body, going from the top to the bottom, going from the central nervous system, the brain, going all the way down to your blood vessels, going throughout your whole body, and hopefully we'll go into detail to explain what that all means.
0: Okay, amazing. We're dead. very excited we have to do this. Uh, Rob H- Hershenson's and about your work. And just give me your name again, please. <laughs> I know we spoke before. <laughs>
2: Yeah, thanks Rabbi, it's, it's Rob Hutchinson Hutchinson, okay <laughs> Hutchinson, that's it, yeah um, Basically I'm a civil society advocate um, I uh, play a large role in facilitating public participation in the formation of uh, public policy Amendments to laws, bills, and, and so on And follow that whole process through so yeah, it's uh, it's quite an exciting, exciting job. There's never-ending changes to our law in South Africa, and I get an insight to uh, public sentiment as well um, through the public participation process.
0: Okay, well, amazing. So before we go into the interview, I'm just going to say to any of our listeners, anything you want to comment or ask, any of us here on the show, three four five one nine is the SMS line. You could send them a Telegram zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine, or even call. Oh eight seven oh five five one eight one eight. But again, SMS three four five one nine. Okay, Dr. Mayberg, I'm going to start from with you on a practical level. How common is, from your knowledge, underage smoking and vaping?
1: It's very common. It's what we call now the epidemic of our time with our youth, and it's being hidden and it's very easy to to hide it because. Unfortunately, vaping is seen as an odorless and it's, it's easy to be hidden in a small cartridge, which looks like a USB, um, port. So it's, it's very prevalent and we're seeing it all through the, the spectrum from 10 year olds up until 25 year olds and obviously in the old age group as well. And I'm sorry. And this is common. not
0: because of lack of hearing. Did you say 10 year olds?
1: 10 year olds. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, that comes from an education point of view, from parents not educating their children and parents not knowing the harms of vaping, and seemingly it seems like something cool and something popular, but not realizing how dangerous it is.
0: Let's talk a bit, and, and in a moment, Rob, I'll come to you regarding the responsibilities of the parents and the laws around that. But Dr. Anton, just looking at the, the, the risks and dangers, is it really that dangerous to vape?
1: So I I think that's a very important question And I think the the essence And the summary of the whole thing is It's not harmless It's not just a water vapor It's a drug It's addictive It's expensive It's dangerous And you know There's that old saying Just a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down Well this is just a little bit of sugar helps the poison go down It's a poison It's affecting our youth It has negative health consequences on so many levels I think we've got to understand that majority of vapes, which about 99.9% of vapes contain nicotine. Nicotine is still a tobacco derivative. So it's still tobacco. Whether or not you're getting combustion from a cigarette or you're getting an aerosol from a vape, you're still inhaling nicotine. You're still inhaling a whole host of all things like propylene glycol, silicon, nickel, lead, chromium, um, weed killer, it's 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 innumerable actually, and a lot of the time the kids are unfortunately adding what has been e acetate, which is combined with tetrahydrocannabinol, which is cannabis derivative, so we're seeing a lot of issues related to it, and there's a lot of side effects and consequences of the actual amounts of nicotine found in each of these pods, which are added to the cartridges wow
0: okay so we 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 do need to you know explore more a bit more of the actual risks and symptoms of how we're seeing that uh we need to go take it already our first short break when we come back, Rob, I want to hear from you the responsibility that parents have in educating their children from a legal side of things before we even go to the moral side of things that is definitely extremely important. A short break, and we will be right back The Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for seventy five years. One oh one point nine of by G. We are back and right before the break we heard a top, top professional, physicist and specialist as a physician and phenomenologist um, Dr. Anton Mayberg, that we all know, speaking so passionately and strongly about how dangerous vaping is and how we're seeing it with kids from the age of 10, which is fascinating. And with that, I'm going to you, uh, Rob, regarding the law. What is, You're an advocate and well-knowledge in this area. What is the legal obligation of parents when their child is smoking or getting hold of uh, this stuff this dangerous nicotine and perhaps even weed
2: yeah yeah it can, it can be it can be any or any substance really as as dr Mybrook said um the law interesting enough um there's actually no provision in in the south african law that caters for the sale or use of, of vaping products for for uh, kids kids under the age of 18 um which which is poses quite a quite a problem um because you know, kids are doing it and using it in schools, and using it on the sly, and it's mostly under the uh, impression that that vaping is a safe alternative to uh, to smoking, as as such, um, and therefore parents tend to uh, endorse it, you know knowing that kids will smoke or or try any sort of uh, substance. Um, as because as, they are kids, they, that's just what, what they do. Um, in in our days, it was uh, smoking behind behind the bicycle shed, but now it's sort of vaping in in public. Uh, there's even cases of of kids being caught in schools, uh, in the bathrooms using using vapes, and um, there's no no legal consequence uh, whatsoever at at this stage. There is, Does that mean that
0: legally it's allowed?
2: yes legally sale to to children and the use thereof is, is is allowed is is actually allowed um there is a draft amendment out now to to the to the smoking laws um that's called the tobacco products and electronic delivery systems control bill and that that proposes a stricter regulation on on smoking the sale of of vaping products and tobacco products and and so on all all in an effort to um stop the the youth uh, the youth problem that we do have and government has acknowledged that it is it is a problem amongst the youth um it's a highly attractive uh, product to to youth as an alternative to smoking and it seems a lifestyle choice rather than Rather than anything, uh, any other benefit, um, government has acknowledged the addictiveness of of nicotine, and these new laws do acknowledge uh, this new proposed law does does acknowledge all of those and take all of that in, into account. Um, there are severe penalties proposed in in the new law. Um, the regulations haven't been uh, drafted as yet, but for sale to uh, for selling a, a vaping product or tobacco product to to a minor, as proposed in this law, can can fetch up to a 20 year in, 20 year imprisonment, or or a, or a substantial fine, or, or both. And and that's just a proposal at this point. That's just a proposal at this stage. Yes, the bill has been was proposed and introduced to the National Assembly uh, last year, sometime last year, um, and it went went out for public comment uh, earlier this year. And received a lot of uh, input from from the tobacco industry, uh, from vaping distributors, and, and the vaping association of South Africa as well. Um, and, but it hasn't seemed to have gone any further than than National Assembly at this stage. Um, I don't think we'll see any progress on it until until after the elections, uh, which are coming up coming up next year.
0: Well, so currently the reality, and I'm generally, because of my position, I'm not generally a speechless person. Uh, However, hearing now that there's no legal implications of selling uh, drugs and substance to 10-year-olds sounds quite scary to me and hectic to me. And, you know, in the past, in history, it always was that parents had to educate their kids and be responsible. And then the government slowly started taking over, meaning it used to be, I'm assuming, when cars came out that a father taught his son to drive or daughter to drive. And then the government said, no, you need a license or with alcohol or with anything like that. So... There obviously is some kind of assumption that the government is saying something about vaping, which uh, is quite surprising isn't. That means that the responsibility is huge on the parents and the schools, and it's huge for us to educate and protect our children.
2: That would be correct, yes.
0: I'm not aware of any training or educating parents uh, that they can educate their children um, happening, really. Meaning that this area is completely open and in everybody's own hands and responsibility. Would you agree with that, Rob?
2: 100%. Yes. There's, there's very little uh, information available for, for parents to educate their, educate their kids. And of course there is the, the whole notion and it's a, a, wi- a widespread belief that it is the safer alternative and it doesn't cause, cause any harm. Uh, the simple fact is that, that we don't have enough data as yet. To to test the long term effects of of vaping, so um, there are several civil society uh, advocacy groups that um, are are trying to raise awareness with parents by presenting the facts, and this new uh, proposed legislation or amendment does does include um, putting the dangers of 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 uh, tobacco use and nicotine use on the packaging and educating. Uh, the public or the potential buyer as to the dangers, dangers thereof.
0: So then let's get the data. And I, you know, normally I ask questions on in the interview, but I almost feel like I'm going to call on all parents to drop everything you're doing now, educators, therapists, and listen to Dr. Meiberg. And Dr. Mayberg, before I even ask any questions, let's start. Tell me a bit about what do we need to know as parents? What are the dangers? What are we facing? And what is this huge neglecting area of vaping?
1: So I think I've got to go a bit back on what Rob was saying. And, and you know, if we look back to the 1930s, in 1930s smoking was something that was prescribed by doctors. Four out of five doctors smoked, and they thought it, they should recommend it to the patients. It took until about 1964 for the United States Surgeon General to realize that smoking was dangerous and it caused lung cancer. So it took about 30 years to understand the consequences and the damage that smoking did. Now we fast forward to 2003 when e-cigarettes came about in China and then more so to 2006 when they started flooding the US market. It took about 13 to 14 years to about 2016 for the United States Surgeon General to realize that vaping is dangerous and a significant health threat. It was recognized as an epidemic in youth and in 2022 the FDA ordered the jewel product to stop selling certain of their flavorants. So this is a slow-moving process, unfortunately, as Rod says, and I think he's 100% correct. We won't see anything happening until after the elections, which is very disappointing. Now, the question we get asked very often is, is, is it safe to, to use e-cigarettes or Juul or vapor? all the hundreds of names you can call it? And the simple answer is no. And I always like to compare it is, would you rather be hit by a motorbike or would you rather be hit by a car? you're going to get hurt either way. Another way of looking at it is if you're standing on the top of Ponty, would you rather jump off the 15th floor or would you rather jump off the 10th floor? Either way, there's going to be damage, you're going to be hurt, and you're looking for trouble. So when we break it down now to what's inside the actual vapes, our biggest sort of issue with that is the actual nicotine. And, and why do we get excited about nicotine is because we know it's a, it's a tobacco derivative. but in a young person, the last organ to fully develop is the brain. And what the nicotine does is it affects all the centers in the body. So it causes an increase in the heart rate. It causes an increase in blood pressure. It causes drying out of the eyes, of the mouth. It causes bad breath. It can lead to seizures. It causes cardiovascular disease. It can cause palpitations. It also affects a hormone in the brain called dopamine, And it causes your brain to release the dopamine, which causes a happy state in your mind and it opens up the child to further addiction. And that's a big problem because we know when the children take one, we call it a drag or one vape, sets up a tingly happy feeling in their body and they get this out of body experience and the vape gets inhaled and goes to their brain and causes this happiness. Remember when the, the vape, which is an aerosol goes into your body, it's heated and it cools down and condenses and lands up sitting in your lungs, it stays there. It doesn't go anywhere. So yes, it's odorless, and yes, you don't know that somebody's using it, but it's still putting all of these chemicals into your lungs and into your body. So it's still affecting your cardiovascular system. It's still affecting your respiratory system. It's affecting your skin. It's affecting your mucosa. Everything's getting affected there. And the big problem with with the vaping, especially when it affects the brain, is you're seeing children, changes in their mood, mood disorders, aggression, learning disabilities, learning difficulties, susceptibility to this addiction, that lowers the impulse control. And of course, the biggest issue which we're seeing all over the world is children or young adults being admitted into hospitals with what we call EVALI, which is an e cigarette or vaping-associated lung injury. And the most common one we know about is what they call the popcorn lung And that's associated with tetrahydrocannabinol vitamin E acetate, which is added into the vaping cartridges by young children or young adults to enhance the actual sort of type of experience that they're going to get from the vaping. The people that get this EVALI or get this popcorn lung have lifelong affliction from a lung point of view. And they end up getting all types of problems. And the other big issue we're seeing is a large component of young people are now developing asthma, are developing coughs, are developing this irritability. And it's very damaging and we're very worried about it. Wow.
0: How, how, how realistic is it? How much are you seeing of actual admissions of kids in, you know, in Joburg area or just uh, the, the actual damages that are already finding yourself sitting with a parent saying, well, yes, your child is in a way, damaged.
1: So a year ago it was very low, and now, I mean, one of our standard questions, we ask our patients, do you smoke, which is every patient, and now it's do you smoke or do you vape? The numbers are going up, the young children, the young adults are doing it more often, and some of the parents can't understand why it's a problem, because as Rob Craffie said, it has been outlawed, it hasn't been banned. So why would it be assumed as a problem? So the numbers we're seeing, and from my side, I see more so in my rooms as cold cases of young adults with coughing, with asthma, with respiratory issues, that's going up dramatically. In fact, I think according to South African statistics, they say about 20% of the population over the age of 15 are vaping at the moment.
0: Wow. And when you speak about the, the vaping going into the lungs and getting hard in there, is that, that almost sounds more affecting the lungs and more dangerous than actual smoking.
1: So, no, let me, let me clear it up. There's no doubt that smoking is far more dangerous, but it's, okay. it's both, they're both evil. Okay? Smoking's got all the other carcinogens that we know about, but there's so many untold things or unfound things that we don't know about vaping yet. For instance, what are the long-term effects? And as I say, there are so many bad consequences of this vaping of the actual vapor settling into your lungs and sitting there and not being able to live. It's a toxin. It's a chemical toxin that's sitting in your lungs. You know, if you, if you take your lungs and you, you roll them out and you can actually spread your lungs across the whole football field if you take all the sacks and open them up. You then come take a chemical toxin and introduce it to it. You're filling all these holes in all these little sacks with this toxin. It's going nowhere. It's just sitting there. So either it's either going to wait for the later stage where it's going to have inflammation and cause a problem or to slowly but surely start causing problems edges you start aging.
0: Okay, so before we go, it's amazing. And before we go to you, Rob, about the responsibility of public places and uh, schools and schools and communities and and just malls of public smoking just like to remember from your side is there any risk of of passive smoking like we know with cigarettes that just being around smokers you're putting yourself at risk what is happening when it comes to vaping
1: So, so so my feeling is the answer is yes we don't have the evidence yet to prove it but it can't not be you know, if you look at the people who, who use the hookers and the hubbly-bubblies and all those type of things, those are all sharing the, the same sort of mouthpieces and they blowing out and exhaling. There's definitely something that comes out of there. There's, there's a vapor that comes out of there. That vapor is going to be inhaled. That vapor settles on your skin. We don't have the data to show the damage from it yet, but that will come out and will be proven to show that it is going to be damaging. Just like smoking causes passive problems, so too will it be shown with vaping.
0: Okay. So with that, Rob, says Dr. Like, Meinberg, listen, we don't know what the dangers are for, from um, uh, you know, passive smoking, vaping, but we do know it's there. And I'm telling you that it's dangerous. And I know there's a problem. Where does yeah. that lay within the communal responsibility? Even from a legal point of view, schools should be a place of safety.
2: Absolutely. Um, The same laws that apply to to smoking in public places would apply to to vaping. Uh, You can't vape in, in restaurants, uh, certain areas have to be designated as, as for smokers only. And those laws are, are getting a, a lot stricter. There's heavy fines imposed on, uh, venue owners or, or, business owners that do, uh, contravene these laws. And, um, there, there's, there's extensive legislation around that. The new law that, that's, or the amendment to the law that i I mentioned earlier on, um, does strengthen those laws. Uh, it includes vaping as well. And it also, uh, welcomes the, uh bans vaping or the sale of of any related products um, in in a place of education, and also in a certain perimeter of of a, a place where children receive education. So it's not just uh, limited to schools. It could be uh, colleges, uh, any any education institute, even even a homeschooling or or nursery school. If there's a a vaping shop. Or a retailer that does sell, um, the, the related products within a, a designated vicinity, uh, it will be designated in the regulations. Um, they will, they will have to close down business and they're also subject to, uh, extensive fine and, and jail time.
0: So you could sell it, but as long as a person doesn't smoke it in your shop.
2: Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, or, in the, uh, or in the vicinity of, of a school. Interesting. This goes. This applies to uh, online purchases as well. Um, uh, the law clearly states that no no person may um, may I've got to yeah. Mo- no person may sell or or purchase uh, any any vaping products that that are supplied by postal services, courier career services, all purchased on on the internet or for sale uh, online, that does that does limit availability quite extensively, especially for, for kids who might be getting it um, without permission of of their parents or or through through other other means. Um, but it also does pose uh, quite a, quite a few problems for. Uh, distributors and and retailers, most of them do rely on courier services and internet purchasing to to supply their to supply the shops. Which which brings
0: me to wonder, and uh, this is a question more from a moral side of things, and then we'll hear from the doctor about this. Uh, you know, we do know that the law requires any educator or any professional. Who sees or has a concern of abuse or concern of danger for a child to report it, and as well as uh, um, you know any life-threatening situations or whatever it is. When it comes to health, it's it's a bit of a different story. What would? both of you would recommend to a teacher and I get this question from time to time a teacher noticed the child has a vape in his pocket and the child comes and promises and begs don't tell my parents please 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 I'll never do it again etc do they have a moral obligation to say something do they have a legal obligation to say something who do they need to say to to the parent to the principal to how do we deal with that kind of you know behavior that we see and is very alarming
2: I think the, the best way for, for teachers or, or anyone else to, to approach it would be to educate the, the child as to the dangers. I think education as, as to the dangers and, and other associated health, health uh, problems is vital, absolutely vital. There's, there's a lot of advertising and marketing and um, peer pressure that, that goes along with, with the use of, of, vaping, of vaping products. And, you know, that's, there's a lot of, uh, misleading information and general assumptions that go out there. I think the best approach would be from a moral point of view is to, uh, warn them of, of the dangers that, that might be the substance abuse, uh, problems that could lead from it. Um, nicotine is, is a highly addictive uh, substance and it does, does open, open the pathway for, for other, other illicit drugs. Uh, for adults, it's seen as a as a alternative to to smoking. Yes, it is um, uh, smoking is, is is carries a lot more risk than than vaping, but they are both, as 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 Doctor Mayo said, uh, equally equally dangerous uh, in their in their own way. Um, but they should not be available for for the youth in any way whatsoever because of the physiological uh, effects that that it does produce. So definitely education. Uh, before anything um, when these law new amendments are, are put in place, then maybe approach it from a legal point of view although approaching from a legal point of view has ne- never deterred any teenager in in my experience so I think just the the moral and health health dangers associated to it
0: and, and awareness Remember, we do need to take a short break and when we come back I, I want to hear your take on that short break and we 'll be right back. The Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. FM Chinuch G. We are back in the middle of a fascinating discussion here regarding vaping and smoking for uh, younger Kids, and we, we do need to speak about it from adult side as well. I'm here with Dr. Uh, Anton Mayberg and with uh, Advocate Rob, uh, who's, you know him here from the show as well. Uh, just a comment before we continue the question, just one of the messages coming into the show is very interesting. Hi, Rob, I'm very surprised. I was understand, I was under the impression that it is really not very bad. I'm sure most people do not know this. Thanks so much. So I just want to comment on that, uh, you know, putting that out there before you answer Dr. Meiber the question. And if I add another angle, which, what would you say to a parent who comes and says to you, my child is struggling socially so much, so what? So now you want me to ban the one thing that he says or she says everybody does and you what? You want them not to go to a six, sweet 16th birthday party because everybody's vaping there. What do you want me to do practically about this? Is it really that bad?
1: So I think it all lies in education, as Rob said. That's critical to this whole process. If we don't educate the parents and the teachers first, then we can't educate the children. Because if the children don't see it as a bad thing, which they really don't, because it's marketed in such a beautiful way. All the stores are green and yellow and they look so popular, and there's, there's good-looking young people that are marketing the products, and there's over 7,000 different types of flavors, so it looks so cool. So as you say, you know, what do you tell the child, you know, who wants to be cool and is not fitting in, and then you've got to look in the bud. You've got to give them the facts. You've got to say to them, you know, you are a parent. You have a responsibility to look after your child and give them the right advice. As you said at the beginning of the, the show, as parents, you teach your children how to drive. This is how to drive through life and how to actually experience things that are going to be positive for them and have not known negative consequences. And sometimes we've got to say, well, you know, popularity versus your health, <laughs> which comes first? We know health comes first, you know, and it's very hard. For, for a teenager, that first. could be
0: a hard question. Very
1: hard. Yeah, it's a very hard question. You know, I mean, you know, our teenagers go through a lot. Especially when you look at the, the Gen Z and you know, every child is born with an iPhone in their hand. They've all got access to social media. They see all these guys on social media vaping and they look so cool and, you know, so exciting. And then here you come, this old stickler trying to tell them, well, stop vaping. Don't do it. It's bad for you. And they say, oh, what do you know? You know, and the problem is we do know that we can see the effects from it and you have to be firm.
0: I can remember how fast will it affect their lungs? To a point that they will see in sports that they will not be able to run as fast or as good, or in gym, or just immediate effects that we see right away.
1: So look, it's all part of an inflammatory process, and there's no no person is similar in the way they get affected. Some people have weaker lungs, some people have got family histories of respiratory diseases, and those people will generally get affected much quicker. But it can be anything from a few hours to a few weeks to a few months, depending on the amount you take. Remember. One cartridge of, let's say, of Juul, one pot of Juul is equivalent to 20 cigarettes. So that's one little pot which they use, and it depends on how many hits or vapes they take a day, they can be taking 20 cigarettes a day equivalents. So the more you take, the more dangerous it is, the more inflammation can cause, the more irritation of your lungs it can cause. So it does lead, and we see a lot of what we call an exercise-induced asthma. And and one of the key ways also to see if your if your child is vaping is if you've got a child that's, that's, has a propensity to love coffee and all of a sudden they start cutting down on the amount of coffee they take, they're substituting the caffeine with the nicotine. So it's a very good sort of measure to say, hold on, something's not right. It's a way for you to know that something's going on there.
0: So, Giving them that ability to listen to their bodies and to listen to their selves, etc., and seeing where that comes in. You know, I, I just have to say before we continue, and that's a very big compliment coming in from Howard Feldman, who's the guru of interviewing and the you know top presenter here. Who a few comments is amazing. Uh, great conversation with Dr. Anton Meiberg and with Rob. a uh, well done, Rabbi, in bringing it together so well. So I, I, I definitely think it's a, an amazing. Uh, topic and we do need to get this, uh, discussion really happening. You know, looking at this and at at the longer level, how forceful do you think we should be? And and let me explain the question. I've, I've met once a, a few students together and they were, they were literally like they say everybody was smoking and there was one that wasn't. And I asked him, I said, like, how are you the only one out? Not that I'm promoting smoking in any way, just curious. And he said, well, in our family, nobody smokes. Because when my grandmother, that, those were his words, was diagnosed with lung cancer and she started the suffering, she went the, one of the first things she did, she went to a lawyer and put in her will that nobody in the family will get a cent if they smoke. And it's just, it is what it is. She's the one who's sponsoring us. And I'm wondering how how forceful and how important it is to be strong in these measures. Rob, where would you go with this? How
2: far? <laughs> I'd say that, that example that, that you quoted there is a great example of how, uh, government uh, approaches these, these, these issues as well. Um, the government approaches it with, uh, taxation. We know about sim taxes, um, which are added on to uh, tobacco and alcohol, uh, products. Um, that's one way of, of controlling it is by pushing, pushing up the taxes on, on these products. Um, the, the issue arises there. It's more of a moral issue. Is that um, you? Uh, kids, and especially teens, use the disposable vapes, which are which are the cheapest and they're subject to the lowest amount of of tax. So it's not really a preventative measure for for kids at all. It affects the regular users, which are mostly uh, adults who purchase larger quantities uh, of of the of the e liquid, and that carries the the highest amount of tax. But. um yeah, so we should relook really look at the taxation of it lowers in some areas and then uh, push it up in the – in the disposable market, which is more frequently used by, by kids and also uh, take the same approach as there is to, to alcohol. Uh, no under 18s. Uh, you can be fined if you're selling to an, to an under 18 or if you're uh, caught drinking, uh, as, as a, as, as a, as a, as a child or as, as a minor, the same, the same law should be, should be applied to, two kids. There's there's a lot of um education programs around the dangers of alcohol, um, but there's not that much around the, the dangers of, of vaping as yet. So the you know, government needs to take the taxation money, money gained from from taxes and spend that on on education programs um which are attractive to to the youth as well. There's a big health drive in, um, amongst the youth, which is, which is great to see. So it should be uh, run off the, run off the back of that and, and, they being presented as the unhealthy option to, to, to life.
0: Yeah. Which saying about that, um, if we are in this situation that, you know, we are sending our kids to private schools, a lot of us, and we aren't relying on the government for uh, educating our kids. So this sounds like something we must educate our kids as part of their education and see where this comes into discussion. We do need to take a short break until, and then we're going to start, um, you know, concluding and ending up the show, a short break, and we will be right back. The Chai Chinuch Show is brought to you by King David Schools, the cornerstone of our community for 75 years. 101.9 FM Chai Chinuch Rabbi G. We are back, and we're really towards the end of the show today. Very important topic, speaking about vaping smoking underage i have to say i'm quite fascinated by how much i didn't know and quite uh impressed by the i don't know if impressed is the right word it probably isn't i'm disturbed maybe by what is the reality that we are in right now and i definitely think we need to do something about it so before the end uh, as we end the show i'm just going to ask both of you to you know Give me your vision. Where do you want to see us going with this? The discussion, the educating, the hope, the wish that we actually change this horrible reality. And I'll start with you, advocate Rob Hurstenson.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, again, I'd say education is, is the key, is the key to this or no amount of, of uh, competitive marketing from government is going to, is going to beat the, the sort of underground marketing that that the tobacco industry has so successfully uh, rolled out. Um, education is its strengthening of the laws, especially for for retailers, and uh, hopefully that this this amendment bill, the tobacco products and electronic delivery systems bill, will will uh, be implemented correctly and and timelessly as well. I think the sooner government uh, reacts to this. And imposes regulations, um, the safer the environment will be for for kids.
0: Amazing, Dr. Meiberg, Your hope and wish for the community.
1: So, I think I'm quite uh, open about the fact that our uh, advocate that vaping is a lesser evil, but it's a huge evil in our young kids. We know that. We see that. And we're going to hope that the advocates like Rob can push these things forward so that we can actually get them banned. Because if you look in countries like Brazil, Singapore, Uruguay, these countries have already banned e-cigarettes. Okay. And we need to take that step and take it forward. We know it's got toxins in. We know it's addictive. It's not in any of the smoking cessation um, guidelines in any country. It's not was never made to stop smoking. It was made by a tobacco like company that made it to sell a product not for smoking cessation. It's evil, it's bad, it's not harmless, it's once again not a water vapor, it's expensive, it's a drug, it's addictive, and our kids don't have any clue what they do to their bodies.
0: Well, And if anybody hears that and doesn't change their view... I don't know what would. And that's really fascinating, amazing. And follow the trail of money. I I agree that it will show us exactly what what is behind and where this is going. Thank you so much for taking from your precious time and being with us today. Thank you, Advocate Rob. Thank you, Dr. Anton. And really hoping to discuss, looking forward for this discussion. Thank you, Craig, for managing the show. Thank you, Sana, for putting this interview together. And thank you to the listeners and all the feedback. Really important, really amazing. See you again next week, Monday two to three as usual.